0: Going to turn it over kind of Jason's going to kind of spearhead this conversation a little bit and I, these pillows are not staying wait
1: what I'm doing what
0: you're in charge you're in charge
1: did any did that is on video right <clears throat> Joe's running live stream Joe make sure you captured that what a great what a great opportunity to be able to, I remember one of you the trips. Mad, it'll. You know. Yeah. <laughs> one of the trips that I got to lead, and it was me and five people that have never been. And um, I'm telling you, it's it's it will change your life. It is it is an amazing. It's it's our second home. You yeah. know, it's really, it's really an honor to be able to do that and to see what God is doing. You know, we talked last week. If you remember, we talked about. Um, what we do locally, glo- locally, regionally, this is globally. This is what we do globally, and it's what we invest in, and, and we just thank you guys so much for what you do. But as Pastor Chad said, we're going to do something a little bit different. On, on a day like this, we would normally cast vision for the year, and that's what we're going to do. Um, kind of out of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, Pastor Chad or Pastor Mark in Marshfield will normally um, kind of set the year up for you and say, hey, here's what the Lord's speaking to us. Here's what our theme is and here's what uh, we want to do. And we're going to do that today, but we thought we would change it up and do more of a conversation and have more um, just just kind of talk in a conversation feel. So um, uh, we're excited to do this, but I'm going to start us off here um, And I'm not going to go all the way back through the history of the church. We've done that before. And if you want to know the history of the church and you don't know, I would encourage you to sign up for Destiny Connect because we do go over some of that stuff on how we started. Good plug. Huh? Good plug. Yeah, thank you. Good job. Yeah, I thought about that all night. Um, So I do want to go back a few years, though. And because this is this is strategic of where we're going, okay? This is strategic of what's happening this year. But in 2018, 2019, so we all call those the pre-COVID years, um, you guys were connected um, with a group of pastors. Um, and by the way, I want you all to know that we highly value... We, pastors give out every single week... And, and But we need to be poured into as well. Somebody's got to pastor the pastors. And so...
0: Thank you for those three amens, right?
1: I admire that from Pastor Chad and Tasha that they see that too, and they want to be poured into. So you guys were in a group of pastors, and this whole idea started to... Um, it, it just kind of came to pass. This whole idea you've heard us talk about, Shabbat, Sabbath... And this kind of started this journey for you guys. And then you went to Israel and you actually got to see it as far as from a Jewish culture in that standpoint. I want you to talk a little bit about this because we're going to talk about the table. We talked in January about the table and we're, we're going somewhere with that. But I want you to talk about this whole idea and that journey from 2018, 2019.
0: Yeah, first thing I want to say, <clears throat> and Tasha, throw anything in as well, but. Um, if you ever have the opportunity to go to Israel, I want to tell you go to Israel, right? In fact, how many of you, if we put together a trip to Israel, right, Pastor Ed? If we were to put together a trip for Israel, let's say, you know, maybe in 2024 or something like that, how many of you, and I think maybe are, are, you're going this fall, right? In September, Pastor Ed's going to Israel and leading a team. But how many of you from the church, if you would be interested uh, in going to Israel, raise your hand. All right, let me just tell you, if you are not an international, international traveler and say, I never will do that, that, if you go to Israel as a Christian, it'll change your faith. The Bible will come alive for you like never ever before. I mean, because you find yourself sitting in places where the stories that you've read about, yeah. and it, like in my era, like when, you, when the Sunday school teacher would do the flannel graph and you know, show you David throwing the stone and they would you know, move, well, you actually see where that happened, and you sit there, and you find out how real it is, and you sit, I'll never forget sitting in Capernaum in a, ta- in a temple there, and literally it was a place that Jesus actually taught from. You're standing on that soil, and I wept. I remember in Magdala when we were there and a Catholic priest was talking to us there and I literally wept uncontrollably as I knew that I was where Jesus was. Not where they thought he might be, but history proves that Jesus stood there and that that little ground, it it wasn't buried like under, it was that ground I was touching it. So anyway, that's just kind of a shameless plug that. Ed, Pastor Ed's leading one in September, and we're looking to take a trip with Mark Turnage, who led our How to Read the Bible. We're looking to take a trip with him in 24. And so we're gonna be, we'll are going be announcing that, open that up to the church, and whoever wants to go can go. But uh, Jason, when we were there, um, Shabbat, for, the journey of Shabbat and Sabbath started for me probably in 2017 as I was coming out of a season of trial in my own life. And through that, one of the things I discovered was Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I have not mastered the art of Sabbath yet in my life. We do good for seasons, and then we allow schedule to overtake. But I've been studying that for quite some time, and uh, that's really where this whole idea and conversation of the table even started for me. That's where it started to come to life and realizing the importance of the table and Sabbath and of the family back in 17. But then in 18, when we did go to Israel, it really became alive for me, especially on a night we asked them, hey, would you do a a Sabbath dinner with us? And they led one and saw that. But then you see an entire country shut down from 6 p.m. Friday night to 6 p.m., literally shut down. We were in a shop at about 5.30, and they they pulled the cages down and said, you have to leave. And they literally shut down business, everything, and the only people that do any work are non-Jews. And so they cooked the food and all of that. But literally when I walked out of our hotel and I saw, and so what happens there is Jewish families come to hotels for dinner. Mm-hmm. And they were they just set everywhere. And I was table after table of people just celebrating Sabbath with family and friends and playing games and kids running around. And I thought, man, I want that mm-hmm. in my family but in our culture. So that's really, that started the journey for me a lot of Sabbath. So, so keep
1: going with that, Tasha. Tell us. What what is what is ideal Sabbath or shabbat what is that if, if you were gonna explain it, mm-hmm. what what is that?
2: Yeah. So there, I mean, like he said, everything shuts down. Yeah. So being there, obviously I feel like it sounds like well that's easy. I can do a Sabbath because you can't do nothing, everything is shut down. They don't do that here, you know. So for me, like a Sabbath is um, you know, it is taken like you know, you try to do a 24 hour, but it's just completely unplugging from the world, unplugging from everything. And it's that family time, it's rest, not just physically, but mentally. I think that's where we struggle, I think, the most. I know I do. Um, And so there, that's what they do. And everything is really based on even just um, having a meal at the table and it's that family time, but it's communion. They take communion. um, That's kind of what that Shabbat and they kind of really will do that. Y'all, the elevator's even shut down over there. <laughs> like, I was like, like it's work to push the button. Yeah. Like, you don't work at all. They plan the meals way ahead. Um, you cook on whatever day. So that way, once it starts, like, you don't work. Mm. Um, and they're very, very intentional about about that. So, mm. yeah.
0: I think one of the things we loved was just obviously it can become religious, where like the elevator doesn't work, right? That was interesting to us, but the intentionality of the family time, the intentionality of generations sitting together and doing dinner together, Mm -hmm. and like stopping together, and the Tasha's right—the world stops so you can focus on the family. Like I said, that's where this journey of where we're even going as a church started, really for us.
1: You know, when I think of Sabbath, you know, this word Shabbat—it was new to me. Literally, I. First, really heard about it three, four years ago. When, but when I thought, when I think of the word Sabbath, I have to go back to the old felt boards that you mentioned earlier. And I thought, I, when I was a kid, how many of you grew up in church and went to Sunday school? Y'all went to Sunday school. We did that too. I did that too. And we would always, you know, talk about the Ten Commandments and honor the Sabbath yeah. and keep it holy. Yeah. So I thought, you know, my grandparents raised me in church. And I thought that that meant that, that you went to church on Sunday and you couldn't work on Sunday. Couldn't mow the yard. Or- that's, what, that's what I thought it meant for most of my life. And so it's interesting to hear you guys give this um, totally different idea. How many of you would like to uh, make just make a requirement that you can't work for 24 straight hours? So you're already on board with this idea, right? Um, and so I, I just... I'm just kind of intrigued by that whole idea. And would you agree that Shabbat is not only a religious thing, but it's just a cultural thing? Yeah. yeah. It's just something that that whole, that whole culture does. And so, and that kind of leads me into... Well, but
0: even before you go on, their land and everything there is healthier because of this. Yeah. You go and see the produce there. And the culture there. See, they can't they can't import any food there in Israel because they're always afraid somebody's out to kill them. So they do it, they they grow everything themselves. Oh yeah. And the food there is so fresh and, and I mean it's it's so much different than here. Yeah. Why, but it's because they not only do they Sabbath, they the land sabbaths. Yeah. It's yeah. it's an it's an interesting thought and idea.
1: Yeah. So let's go so 2018, 2019. Now we're gonna talk about two thousand twenty. All right, and so we know that in 2020 our whole world changed. Everything changed for everybody around the world. Um, we had stay-at-home orders. Uh, we had to wear masks. Um, we were all making these runs to the Sam's Club because we had no idea what was going to happen. By toilet so, paper. The toilet? Yeah, oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, we stocked. <laughs>
0: How many of you still have toilet paper left over from what from you COVID? stocked up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we, you, would, you stocked up on things because you didn't, number one, know the supply, and number two, we
0: didn't know if stores were going to shut down, and so you bought a bunch of food. I have to just, I remember Tasha had sent me to the grocery store. Do you guys remember this when you go to the gr- like and And like a lot of things you bought weren't there, and so you're just buying stuff that you would never buy. And I'd come home, and I had like, weird beans and is like, what's these? I, I don't know, just, everybody was grabbing so I, my cart, I there was stocking was one stocking bag up, left. <laughs> you know, so I stole it, what was it? I have, I have no idea what we even do with this but if the world stops, we've got some, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, we remember that. Um, but some of us got sick. Um, some of us lost loved ones. Yeah. I lost, I lost an aunt to COVID. Um we had to stop church um, or government order. We had to stop church. So we would, we would shoot video on like a Tuesday or Wednesday and we would edit that video and then we, we, we would release it to you on Sunday morning. And I mean, everything just, it changed for everyone. And so this is what I wanna talk about on this. How did, and we're gonna, we're gonna circle back to the table cause I'm tying all this in. How did, um, how did COVID and everything in 2020, how do you think it affect the church? Is it still affecting the church? Um, what, what adjustments have you seen people in their own lives make as far as church goes? And Ian, either one of you, please answer.
0: Well, to even really start with um, COVID in 2020, if you recall, 2019, we hired a company called Focus 412. Yeah. Because one of the things that we knew we needed to do as we were growing as a church was to put better systems in place and structure. And so we hired this company to come in and help us put like the proper systems. We had good systems, but we wanted better ones just to kind of build us to the future. And so they were talking to us. And then we had a meeting in February of 2020. This Mm -hmm. was before COVID got to America. And I remember the Lord had started speaking to me. And he said, I want to totally change Destiny Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I remember I shared with you guys and the staff like, hey, I don't know what this means, but the Lord's telling me that the church is getting ready to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember thinking we'd thrown all our eggs in the Sunday morning basket. Mm-hmm. And again, this is before church. This is before the first confirmed case of COVID hit America. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was like just saying, oh, I'm seeing what's happening in the trends. The Lord was giving me a fair warning, really. I think mm-hmm. is what it was. And the Lord's like, I'm getting ready to change the church, but I'm going to change the church mm-hmm. forever. And uh, so I started thinking through that, and then a few weeks later, Tosh and I with some friends that live in California, and they have a lake house on Table Rock. And they're like, hey, you guys can use that. So we went down, just kind of a little time of prayer again before COVID, all of that. And I remember we were sitting on the back deck, it was winter, we were looking at their lake, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, if I gave you a blank slate, Mm -hmm. and said you can design the church any way you want to, And I remember, I very specifically remember the Lord telling me, he says, if you'd been on a desert island, a deserted island, and you never saw the church, and all you had was scripture, Mm -hmm. would the church look like what it looks like today? Mm. And I remember I I looked at that Lord in that conversation, and I said, no, it wouldn't. And the Lord then said, how would you design the church? And that was a part of this conversation of where we're taking our church today, Um, you know, and so... But yeah, I think COVID has changed the church and then we see in March of 2020, the church is shut down and church as we know it was forever changed and Destiny Church was impacted. Mm -hmm. Um, You shared it this past Sunday, our church is financially doing incredible. Thank you guys for your faithfulness and giving to the church and we're able to do so much. But our attendance, we were, Republic Campus was 700 people before COVID. We're 500 now on a Sunday, right? I don't know that percentage, 75%, 70, 75%. Brian Penny probably figured it just like that, but whatever that number is. But I talked to churches, I talked to my pastor friends across the nation where Mackay's going to college right now, Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. Before COVID, they were running 70,000 people on a weekend, okay? Multiple campuses across multiple states, but they were running seventy thousand people, small little church. But I had the I had a meeting with their executive pastor this past Tuesday, and he told me he said Yeah, COVID affected us. We're down. They're now down to, on a typical weekend forty eight thousand people. You know, church people have been impacted, and we 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 would like to think that maybe people went to a different church. Mm-hmm. What's happened is a lot of people just got out of the habit of going to church. Yeah. Why? Because we threw all of our ba- eggs into the Sunday morning basket. And then when we stopped being able to have church on Sunday mornings, people got adjusted to a different schedule.
1: Yeah.
0: And what happened is they stopped going to church. And they didn't really have, and, I, and I'm not judging or pointing fingers, but what we've discovered is people didn't really have faith they, in God, they had faith in church. Yeah. that's good. And so what happened right. is when church was taken from them, they put their faith in something else. Yeah. Sports, the lake, camping, whatever it might be, and they decided to go do something else. And they got out of the habit of going to church. This is why it's so important that we teach our families and people to get back to the table. Because here's what I believe. I believe there's coming a time when church is going to be taken out of our hands again. And what's your faith going to look like? If I can't go to church on Sunday morning, am I going to stay a Christian? And so that's really started this journey for us and what covid did for us and what covid did for me is exposed to us that we have been horrible at the mission of jesus which was to disciple people. We have discipled people in the sense of if you don't go to church you're wrong. But we haven't taught them that this needs to become alive and active in your life every single yeah. day. Yeah.
1: And I and I think that you know if if your kids play sports if you have a boat, if you have all things, I don't think there's one thing wrong with that. I really don't, I think it's great. But I do think that we became comfortable at, well, we're online now, I'm just gonna watch church from my boat. Or I'm just gonna go do what I wanna do. And that is a convenient that we have, we have the convenience of being online, that's great. But that cannot replace what the Word of God tells us to not forsake our gathering and to not, you know, We, I, I think you need to be in God's house. And so Tosh, let me ask you this, how comfortable was it, let's go oh. back to COVID, how comfortable was it to be able to wake up on a Sunday morning and stay in your pajama pants, make some breakfast, and sit there with your family Yeah. How nice was that? Talk, talk about how that affected you.
2: I mean, at first it was like, woohoo! <laughs> like, I loved it at first because it was convenient and it was nice. And, you know, you got to kind of sleep in a little bit and just wake up. And um, we brought our entire family in. Um, and all of a sudden, we were the pastors. We were the congregants. I was the kid's pastor, and that drove me crazy. I was like, sit down and quit running around. And the dog's like... The dog is doing... I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was convenient, but it did get a little distracting as well. Um, But I do remember when we got back... And we were able to just come in. And of course, it was like 50 people at that point. We couldn't even have, you know, very many people when we first opened the doors back up. But it was such of like, oh my goodness, like it felt so good to be around other people to have, like to be in the same room, the worship is playing, like we're talking, we're doing this together. There was fellowship, like it, there was such a difference that I'm like, I miss this. Like yeah. there was a difference. And yes, it was convenient. And yes, you know, It was nice, but man, when we actually got to come back into the church service, it was really nice to be able to do. And just to kind of of speak off a little bit, something that I learned um, a while was, you know, a lot of times we come to church on a Sunday morning because that's our filler-upper. You know, we get filled up for the week. That's what we go on. You know, we're taking the words that the pastor spoke and that's great. Like we should be doing those things. But the problem with a lot of that is a lot of us don't know how to continue that on a Monday through Saturday. And that's what a lot of times, you know, it's what Pastor Chad and, Pastor Mark at Marshfield, like they're talking about is how important it is to learn how to do this in your own personal life, but yeah. also with your family. And one thing I learned was that a Sunday is supposed to be the celebration of what happened throughout the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't make it that. Yeah. A lot of times the Sunday is the filler upper. It's but the end all. Yeah, but Sunday is supposed to be the celebration of what God has done in your life for the week. Yeah. And we've missed it. We've yeah. missed that. And that's what kind of opened my eyes for when COVID hit yeah. was... We this is the, you know we don't know how to do this yeah. you know okay so
1: so now let's let's not talk about COVID anymore yeah, okay hey, sorry to bring that up again but I, I, this this really really ties in with kind of where we're going now because yeah. so we've talked about where we were we will start talking about kind of where we are now and where we're going so um, in in 2021 and even last year. So we continue to identify those areas in our church that have been affected and things that we begin to realize that, like as Pastor Chad said it perfectly, we threw all of our eggs in the Sunday morning basket. And we're, we, we just kind of, you know, that was it. I mean, we went all in on Sunday mornings. So I want you guys to talk about even your family with with you know your your family is six, but Mariah is she is since married and she is uh, you know they're they're in Virginia, and so talk about how the busyness this this culture that we have as Americans, this we're busy all the time. We're going from here to there. We have got this meeting. We got that. We got this. We got that. And sometimes we don't have anything left. And when then we hit Sunday and we're just like. I just, I'd really just like to have a day. I just really need to relax. Talk about how that whole, that whole culture of busyness has maybe affected your family, because obviously you guys are pastors. You have it all together. Yeah, right. Do. And so you're not human. You, you
0: both are superheroes. And you, Thank you, you for, I've seen. You have that on video, right? <laughs> you acknowledging that. Good. So i
1: I've, I've, I've seen one of you. At Maddox' baseball game, and then the other one at Malik's baseball game at the same time, and trying to figure out your whole schedule plus, you know, live a normal life. Talk about how just this whole culture of busyness has affected you.
0: Well, let me ask this: How many of you guys would say you're busy? Raise your hand if you say you're busy. How many would say you would love to have more than 24 hours in a day? Yeah. Anybody? We're all busy, right? We're all busy. It's it's. I think one of the things I've discovered, and and Jason, these questions that we're talking through, really what this is, what what we're trying to get you guys to see is this has been about a, this is a journey that started in 2019, kind of got paused in 2020 for us, but this is a journey the Lord's been taking us on. I realize that every single one of us are busy. I look at Caleb back here, and the schedule you tell me, Caleb, that you have for your job I'm just like, how do, how, does a, how do we maintain that and family? And, I, and, and so we're no different. We're busy, but everybody in this room is extremely busy. And what I I've, what I've finally discovered is this is, busyness has become a trick of the enemy. Yeah. I really do believe the enemy has done everything he can because there's people like myself, and I used Caleb before. Caleb has not given up his faith, right? He loves Jesus. So what's, God, what's the enemy gonna do? Well, then I'm just gonna to try to make him as busy as yeah. I can make him. Yeah. Why, because that distracts us from becoming everything we should be, yeah. and I think that's one of the reasons why we need the Sabbath. Sabbath stops us, as Tasha said, from all the busyness, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, I mean, our schedule is busy. Everybody's schedule in this room is busy. We all run everywhere. Brian and stacy are going to Zimbabwe with us. Stacy, how many committees are you on now, 17? I mean, we talked to her. They're some of our closest friends, and we're like, you need to stop, you know? But it's like, we don't, what it, what it real, re- reveals to me, and I say it to them, I say, so many of us, we just don't know how to say no. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it.
0: So we're running crazy, and what's impacted is our families get impacted, and our faith gets impacted. We love Jesus, and we're going to heaven but we have no real personal relationship with Jesus. We don't spend time with the Lord. We don't have time to talk to our family about Jesus because when we get home, we've gone 17 hours. We, have, we know we have like five hours to sleep and we got like, you know, a couple hours here to eat and like got to try to catch up on all of our TV shows. And we're busy and we're running. And I just, here's what I think. I think the only way we're going to stop being busy is if we say no, mm-hmm. I think the only way that the, the culture is going to change is if us as Christians just say enough's enough yeah. and we make changes to our schedules. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult and it's going to be tough because just as you said earlier, we don't live in a culture that shuts down 24 hours. I would love for that to happen in America. It's not going to. Yeah. But the only way that we're going to be able to stop busy, and listen to me, this has nothing to do, used to I was always preaching about being in church, being in church, being in church. And I, I'm a, I 100% agree with Jason. There's something important about being in church. But I, this has not, this this conversation has nothing to do with Sunday morning church. This conversation has to do with getting our our feet rooted in Christ again, and making Him the center of our family and the center of our existence. And until we say no to the busyness, here's the deal: there, we might have as parents we might have to say, "Guess what? Let's use Wednesday nights." I remember when I was a kid on church on we had church on Wednesday nights, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the schools protected Wednesday nights when I was a kid, they wouldn't have practices and ball games. But I remember there were a few times that a team that we'd be playing on or something like that or something would happen and my parents would say, no, we're going to church, you're not doing that. And I felt like I missed out, but, I, but as you get older, you realize you didn't. I think the only way the business is gonna stop is if we as parents say, nope, my son's not gonna be there. Yeah. Nope, my family's not gonna be there, yeah. why? Because we're too busy. And we know that the most important thing is our family. Here's, here's the thing that's really kind of haunted me but challenged me. That scripture where it says, what's it profit a man if he gains the whole world yeah. yet loses his soul? Where for me, here's the deal. I know that I'm not turning my back on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know that. You can throw hell at me. I'm not turning my back on Jesus. But what that scripture has done to me is those two boys there. Yeah. What's it profit me if I stay busy and we build the biggest church and my kids are on all the best sports teams? But one day they stand before Jesus and he says, I don't know you. Yeah. Yep. But we were so busy, but hey, they, they got college scholarships and they were the best golfer or the best baseball player or the best football player. They were the best. They had 4.0s and we were busy and we succeeded on earth. Yeah. But I think we're so, etern- we're so earthly minded when scriptures tell us to be eternally minded. Yep. And that's really where my brain has come to and that's where I'm trying to take Destiny Church is I'm just trying to get us to say, no, we're going to be counter to culture yeah. and we're not going to do what culture says yeah. anymore. That's good. that's good. I don't know if that Foster. answers. Anything to add? What was the question again? I don't know. I don't really know what the question was. I just kind of got inspired.
1: <laughs> how has, how has this, this whole culture of busyness affected you? Yeah, that's it. You? <laughs> you know as 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 supermom as uh, one of our lead pastors how's it how's it affected you and what what are you know what are you
0: seeing or did Chad use all your words no i did not use all of her words i promise,
2: <laughs> I, promise. I have more if not i can make them up um, so i'm watching the time so i'm getting nervous cuz i'm like the time person so i'm like okay like we got things to do um, but i think for us it was I think it's like the our priority shifted a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we were still coming to church. So we might look a little different than what you might do, you know, mm-hmm. where you maybe, maybe they're staying home, you guys are staying home, you know, we're still here. So we have to come on Sunday. <laughs> so it looks a little different for us. But I will say that our, our priority shifted a little bit yeah. because we were so busy. And so something that we always took, um, like, we are very adamant about, um, like, our we have family time, like, we have a family night. I'm, I'm like, always set on it. And like I would always read scripture to the two older ones. Like I was religious in that. Um, before bedtime mm-hmm. and we would just do stuff and I noticed that here I've got two more coming up and where we started great at well then life got kind of busy and yeah. so I noticed that for me my priority shifted in my home yeah. where it was really like we were busy or I was tired and so we didn't really get like the scripture read at night before bedtime instead we're reading Peth Cat which is totally fine nothing about Pete Cat but it was just different like it just looked different and so I always kind of reference like my bigs my littles and so I felt like the littles were getting something different than what the bigs got. And then even our family time, um, our family time was different, you know, to where we weren't having those like set family nights and like we literally, like we would sit around the table, we would have conversation, Chad would bring a devotion, we might even have one of the bigger kids have a devotion. At this time, I pulled a picture up the other day and I was telling Chad, I'm laughing because... Our home is very big in range of children and I remember the two older ones and they have like notebooks and they're reading and he has a Batman costume on <laughs> and he was like running around the table and he was doing stuff but this was family devotion because this is our home. And so I'm like we were he's still a kid but we're still going to be intentional about our time, you know. So yeah. But as, as we got busy, I just noticed the priority yeah. shifted a little bit in me to where we weren't as intentional yeah. about doing things. Yeah, yeah, we good. still did it every once in a while. And yeah, we still talk about Jesus and I'm still trying to like put things into my kid, but I wasn't intentional about sitting down, yeah. having conversation, opening up, yeah. having those Sunday school Bible story time with my kids because they don't get Sunday school yeah. like I had. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that answered that no, question either, but.
1: No, very good. So, so here's the meat of the sermon. I know some of you. I see some of you. Your Bible is. Are they going to read a Bible verse today, or are they just going to sit up here and chit chat? So here's we we've set all this to go to right here, present and where we're going. So we made some decisions about the table. We've purposely talked about the table in January. We made some decisions about our our mission and our purpose statement. Couple things that we are shifting just a little bit. Um, we're shifting a lot with how we do life groups, and if you are interested in learning about that, you can attend today right after second service. We have just a quick informational meeting. We want to we want to give some information to you. All right, so. We're, we have some news to share about this new platform that we are uh, that we're going with with discipleship. But before we talk about that, I want you to share some scripture that I know the Lord's laid on your heart specifically for 2023. It's going to affect not only the Sunday morning experience, but it's also going to affect your kids. Yeah. It's going to affect your teenagers. Um, it's going to affect your home. And I want you to, we have a few minutes left. I, that's just a
0: suggestion. It's going to be three minutes. It's going to be forgotten We got a little today. bit of
1: time here. Okay, so, right. but, but this is very important. I want yep. you to share this.
0: Well, hey, these scriptures that are our key verses this year go back to 2020. Mm-hmm. The Lord started speaking this to me and I started, every year I write down the verses the Lord's telling me mm-hmm. and, I, and I keep those sheets and I went back and these same verses that the Lord's given me for this year started in 2020. First one is Matthew 28:20. 20. Jesus said to his disciples, "I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make what? Well, I think we forgot that, and we've made go and make church attenders." All right? Yeah. Go and make disciples. And we, we know the rest of that. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, This is one of our core verses this year. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my, this is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow to maturity. That is our, that is our word for the year. That is our scripture. This is a year where we're going to grow to maturity. And that doesn't just happen on Sunday mornings. That happens in our homes. That's why the table is so important. That's why where we're going with life groups is so important. And like you said, we're going to talk about life groups after second service. If you're interested, you have to come back for that, and it'll be in the volunteer room. Acts 2.42. It's another key verse for this year, but this is a key verse that's shaping where we're going with our life groups. And Tasha's itching to just tell you what they're going to be, but she can't. All right, but this is the verse. I'm
2: really excited, and you will be too. Acts uh,
0: Acts 2, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. right? And then Deuteronomy 6. Seven. We looked at that in our series for the table. Imprint these words that I'm giving you. Put them in your kids. When you're going, when you're in the SUV, you know this is the Chad Blansett translation. When you're on the ball field, when you're going to bed, when they're eating breakfast, whatever you're saying, put these words that I'm giving you. Imprint them in your heart. A, a scripture you won't see on the screen. Ezra 7:10 is a major theme for me this year. It's the key. It's what discipleship is. Discipleship. It says this. Ezra studied the word of God, he obeyed the word of God, he taught the word of God. Yeah. That's discipleship. I study the word, I read the word for myself, I obey it, and I teach others. That's discipleship. Yeah. And that's what God is calling us to this year. And that's the verses that are really shaping shaping our year.
1: Yeah, so our, I want to share this with you. So our old, old I, mission statement was Um, destiny church exists to lead people in a pursuit of god to love life pretty simple that's and that and that's true here's what here's our new mission statement based on what pastor chad just said destiny church exists to see all people experience transformation through god's presence be discipled in community and equipped to reach the world that is our mission that is that is why we exist and if you, if you want to make that statement um, just uh, uh, flashy for maybe social media to share, our purpose was pursue God, love life, right? That's we, We've had that for the last probably three years. Our new purpose, pursue God, grow together, make a difference. And folks, that is what everything that we do is going to flow out of those two statements.
0: Yeah. Everything that we
1: do you want to talk about Right Now Media?
0: Yeah, so um, how many of you received an email from the church this morning at 8 a.m.? Anybody receive an email from the church? So one of the things we did, so, what?
2: Check your spam if you haven't. Check your
0: spam if you didn't. And if you didn't get one, you're going to see how to do that here in just a minute. It's because we we don't have your email. But we sent an email out to 1,400 homes this morning at 8 a.m. One of the things we believe so much in discipleship and we're investing in this as a church we spent substantial money on this it's called right now media it is literally discipleship for your homes it's it has netflix for kids, but Christian, where you can literally put it on your smart TV and turn on Christian cartoons for your kids. It has devotions that you can do as a married couple. It has Bible studies you can do by yourself as a single, has stuff for women, has stuff for men, has stuff for the worship, uh, people that enjoy worship. It has all of that. Over 20,000 videos, over 20,000 videos and Bible studies, and you have access to that. In fact, let's, hey, Josh, let's show that video, and then I'll tell a little bit more about it. (laughs) Welcome to our study of the Gospel of John. I have fallen in love with the work of Paul as I've studied the book of 1 Corinthians, and I believe you will too.
1: This is where Jesus taught in Capernaum, and you have to understand this scene. The Lord is my shepherd. And over the next six weeks, we're gonna look deeply into the 23rd Psalm. Right Now Media, it's for groups,
0: It's for personal devotion. It's for parents. The bullseye of parenting is to raise children who become like Jesus. It's for
1: kids. This is Phil. We're digging into the Bible, which, as we've mentioned, is more than just a book. It's for tough times.
2: So when you recognize that you're trying to have a conversation with your spouse and they're not ready to talk, it's not helpful to keep... Pressing
1: them. It's for every phase of life. If you've made mistakes with money, you know what that makes you? Over 12. (laughs) And now, it's yours. We've purchased a Right Now Media subscription for everyone in our church. So check your inbox for the digital invitation and download the app for instant access to thousands of biblically-based videos.
0: Get equipped. Get inspired. So download right now media. But if you did not get that email today, we'll leave this up. Hey, screenshot or take a picture of that QR code. Or if you don't want to do that, text Destiny Church Mode to 49775. This is available to every one of you.
1: For how, how much do
0: they have to pay? Zero dollars. All right. Here we go. Guys, I'm telling you, this is, this is incredibly valuable. You guys will love this. This is I am, Jason, I'm more excited about this than anything we've yeah. ever offered our yeah. church. Um, well, this, we, we've invested in this for you, and this is free for you. But here's the thing. Right now, media has told us, hey, they just want to get the gospel in people's hands. So listen to me. When you set up an account, you can share this even with your friends that don't go to our church. So I'm taking this when we go to Africa, and I'm giving this to our enti- all of our friends in Africa. All right? And so, th- so they so they said you can share this as much as you want, okay? So do that, text that. If you don't if you can't get that uh, for some reason, shoot us an email, see one of us the staff. Your kids can put this on your phone on their phones as well. This is this is just incredible um that we're doing this.
1: I I think this is this is a game changer. This is kind of I think our defining moment. Yeah. It's kind of this is it, folks. This is—I I think that this is going to change everything that we do and how how we are just giving the gospel not only to our kids, our families, but the people that don't even know the Lord right now that are going to come to Destiny Church or be saved elsewhere. Um, I think this is going to this is a major game changer for us. So um, we're four minutes over. I'll let you close out.
0: Uh, we got a lot, of several things to hit here. Um, Jason, you're 100 percent right. I want to tell everybody right now. I believe that you've never you've never been at Destiny Church at a better time than you are right now. Yeah. I believe this. I believe we are um, fully stepping into the church that God has called us to become. I believe we're changing. Um, I'm as excited about our church as I've ever been. So let me tell you what things are going to look like moving forward. Here's some vision for you guys. Okay, so starting next Sunday. Every Sunday morning, when you come to church, you're going to get a um, sermon guide when you walk through the doors. In fact, um, our team ordered um, sermon binders that you'll be able to purchase for cost of that binder. Those will be available, I think, by next Sunday, I think is when Zach said, we'll have those. You can purchase those. You can keep your sermon notes in them, but they will have the sermon note from Sunday on the back. They'll have talk it overs. Okay. But here's the cool thing. Here's what I want you to see. I'm going to explain something else to you as well. We are, we are changing. I believe in where we're going so much. I'm changing the way I preach. We're going to begin to go through the Bible verse by verse as a church. And I'm going to walk you through. Pastor Mark's going to walk the Marshall campus through verse by verse. And we're going to start next Sunday in the book of Philippians. And we're going to walk through that book until we're finished with it. But here's the deal. We're not just doing that in the adult room. Yeah. Kids are going to do that on Sunday mornings. Our kids team is currently working on curriculum for Philippians and they're going to be walking through the same thing that you as mom and dad are going to be walking through. But guess what? Youth are doing the same thing. And so every Sunday, the entire, because we believe so much in the table. So why would we want to teach you something in here when the kids are learning something different? And the youth are learning. We want the whole family on the same journey. Yeah. We're going to create pathways for people so you can grow and expand in who God's called you to be. So you're going to have sermon notes that are available to you. You'll be able to take notes, but they'll be talking over questions on the back. They'll come from our discipleship and creative team. Well, you'll have questions where you can talk them over yeah. at your dinner table, mm-hmm. right? with your family, but there's going to be talk it overs that are coming from our kids team as well to where mom and dad, now you'll be able to say, hey, in kids, you talked about Philippians chapter one, verse two, and Pastor Des taught this. What did you think of that? What we're doing is we're creating content to where you guys can talk at home. We believe so much in this, in the right now media stuff that we're giving to you guys. There is studies on the book of Philippians. You can go and do studies on the book of Philippians as a family, okay? Okay. We're making this available. Also, with this, we're changing. So, typically, if you come in on Sundays, you can get U-version sermon notes. We're going to stop putting them on U-version, they're now going to our website. And it's on the screen here. But every Sunday morning, our questions and our talk it over, our sermon notes and our talk it over are there. You can take notes right there on our website on a Sunday morning. See the Bible verses right there on a Sunday morning. See the talk it over questions. And then you can email that to yourself to save that Mm -hmm. to where every Sunday you're able to walk through and process through these um, conversations. That's what Sunday mornings are going to look like. That's what Wednesdays are going to look like as a church. Why? Because we're taking us on a journey. And uh, I'm I'm as excited about this as ever before. And Tasha wants to say this, but we're making a major change to life groups. Major change to life groups is gonna be impacted because of this. And so today after church, second service, if you're interested in leading a life group and you say, well, not this semester, we get it. But if you wanna know more about life groups, come back after second service. We're gonna provide lunch for you. And uh, it's literally 30, 45 minutes and we're gonna talk Cast vision for life groups and we're gonna launch them here in a few weeks. Um, but this is a whole part of this whole process. We've changed life groups because of this. Yep. And uh, you're 100% right, Jason. This is a defining moment. Do you wanna add anything?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna step on, a, on toes maybe just a little bit and leave a little bit of a challenge. So you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink.
1: Hmm.
2: We're giving you everything that you need to do as Chad has instructed the last several weeks on the table. And I'm encouraged and I'm excited about it, but you have to grab hold of this in your heart and you have to be intentional about how you're going to develop or change or transform yeah. or that's in your lap. Yeah. And so I just wanna say that and maybe that's really mean of me to say, but we can't make you do any of this. Yeah. But if you're like, you know what, I'm ready to change, I'm ready to understand the Bible more, I'm ready for my home to excel and be everything that God has called our family to be, this is, this is it. And we're giving, you, we're giving you handouts, literally, of how to do that, but we can't come into your home and make you do this. So that's just my little nugget of do it. <laughs> but
0: we're, make, we're making it as easy as possible. <laughs> Yep. You cannot say I don't know how to do this. We're giving you questions and if you and if the questions aren't good enough, you have right now media and they'll teach you, all right? Yeah. We're we're literally making it available yeah. for you. Do you want to add one more thing or do we want to talk about Well, just hit it. So we we wanted to be able to show you
1: a front elevation of this new building design that we are working on we've been working really hard on this you guys know we got about 18 19 acres um just east of town and um, we are in that process of design and we're super excited to share it but it's we want when we share it we want it to just have this wow factor for you Um, but um we want you to know that that we, we are working hard on this, and we're, uh, it's going to be a place that you are going to be super proud of, and it, and it is going to tie in because it's not just going to be a Sunday morning destination. Yeah. We're going to build this thing to where you can come anytime during the week, and there's going to be all kinds of things for you to do and experience and to be able to share with friends and family, so I think that's about all I want to say. You can.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be incredible. Guys, God's doing something at Destiny Church. We're excited. We love you guys. Thanks for today um, allowing us to do this. I didn't, want the, I didn't want this to be preachy. I wanted you to hear from our heart, yeah. um, from you know us three, along with Rochelle, started dreaming this church in 2005, and we've been on a long journey, yeah. and I believe in year 2023, we're stepping into who God has called us to be yeah. more than ever before. Our mission, let's go make disciples. Yeah. Okay? And all of us do that together.